What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. are words Atlanta sports fans are all too used to hear. Until now. No more negative expectations. No more playing the victim. No more fair weather freeloaders. No more. 38-yard field goal by Morton Anderson. The hold, the kick, it's on the way, it's up and it goes! The Falcons are going to the Super Bowl! The Falcons are going to the Super Bowl! From the Mesmerized Studios in Woodstock, Georgia, Believe Entertainment proudly presents Believe in Atlanta Sports with your hosts, Robert Tate and the Commissioner, Mark Rich. Well, well, well. We are back for yet another fun-filled, action-packed, exciting episode of Believe in Atlanta Sports with me, Robert Taylor, the Commissioner Mark Rich. We're now at a, at a dozen. If, we, uh, if you were going to put our episodes in an egg carton, we'd fill it up. We have a dozen episodes under, well, we'll have a dozen episodes under our belt when we get done with this one. But welcome back. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. All of you out there, we see the numbers. We're big in France, by the way. We have quite a few downloads from the Republic of France. So, Jean-Pierre, thank you, my friend, whoever you are. Could be could be a girl. I don't know. Who do you say thank you in French? I don't, you got me. I feel like that <clears throat> we should know that. Maybe we could uh, pull out the Google Translator. But, yeah, uh, Ireland. Man, we are, we are internationally known now because there's uh, Ireland – Denmark, France, we got a lot, man. There's a cool little dashboard uh, on the Believe Podcast Network that lets you look at that stuff, and I was surprised that... Internationally known, because we're known to yes. rock the microphones. Indeed, indeed. And I want to address something to start the show, because some people have mentioned this to me, and it may seem that way, but it's only because I'm old school. People say I've been... Uh, Beating up on the Atlanta fans a little bit. Maybe I'm anti-Atlanta. No. But that's not true. It's simply not true. It's just because I love my town and my team so much that when some of you out there, and I'm trying to help you, but a little bit of it's tough love, when you say ridiculous things. Also, we were spanked as children. That's true. Uh, not a lie. And, and parents, teachers, it didn't matter. Next door neighbors. Anybody had kind of carte, carte blanche, blanche to uh, <laughs> put a whooping on you if you got out of line. My, you know, my parents were like, hey, if he gets out of line, just give him a smack. If I can't reach him, and you can. Yeah, you know. So, uh, no, I, I just think 
And we talked about it last episode that there is this kind of uh, toxic uh, divide, this toxic mentality of, of people in the fan base of uh, Braves, everything, you know, like Dansby Swanson goes over three and the next morning you want to run him out of town or, or you know, uh, you hate Matt Ryan for some reason, which by the way, we are going to have our friend Jared Wilson from Believe on here soon. He lives over in Alpharetta, used to work for the Hawks. Stay tuned. There could be some big Hawks news for us. I'm not going to – it's exciting, but I'm not going to say anything yet. But we have help something. Us, e. be, yeah. Our buddy's going to help us out. He's, uh, but he's going to come on and debate whether or not Matt Ryan's a top-10 quarterback. I said it's gospel here at Believe in Atlanta Sports because I fully believe it is. The numbers don't lie. I'll, I will bust out. I wish I would have saved my notes because I did it on Falcon's flight. The dude's resume is absolutely impressive. But I digress. Back to the fan thing. I, I just, it's, it's, we have a fan problem in Atlanta. We do. There are some fantastic, wonderful fans, but there are also some of you out there who just have diarrhea of the mouth. And you don't, you're not that educated when it comes to these sports here in, in the city and, and, and how teams operate and how organizations go about their daily business. And, I've said it a thousand times on this show. If some of you ran the organization, we would stink. We would be so terrible. So that's what we're just here to help. And if we get on you, we apologize. But we just want you to be better because we want to be perceived by the sports world as a little bit better. We are better. We can be better. We need to be more united, more on the same page. And that's all we're trying We'd to like do here. like for our fan bases not to be a laughing stock. Yeah, and it sometimes we are, without a doubt. So anyway, just get that out of the way. We just want everybody to uh, kind of come together and, and, and be united. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> I mean, that's, this is called a segue, what's happening now. Because now we're going to talk about, for the first time ever, I wish we had fireworks and noise and, oh, well, uh, let's see. We got to, we have some Atlanta United news. We're going to go out on the pitch. That's what they call it. Not the field. It's the pitch. So we're going to go out on the pitch. Quidditch. Gonna, uh, no, not Quidditch. Boy, man, I would, it'd be cool if they, uh, I don't care who you are. Okay. Some of you are going to watch this and call us a couple of nerds. And that's fine. You can Not think wrong. what you want. I, you know, I have become a little nerdish in, in my older age. I've embraced uh, my nerddom. But you can't argue. If you've never seen it, then you don't know. But Quidditch is pretty badass. It's super cool. You have this crazy, awesome, like, rocket ship of a fast broom. You have this little flying, what, what is it? I forget what it's called. The snitch? Yeah, yeah, the snitch. You got to catch a snitch. How gangster is that? Yeah. It's a gangster game. <laughs> I, You know, they have like a, I think they have some We're sort talking of about like, Harry Potter for those of you who, yeah. who, who aren't picking up or putting down right now. And by the way, for those of you who may have missed that episode or missed that, we are, we are Ravenclaw all the way. I didn't consult Mark. He just has to live with it. So actually, if I had to say in the real world, like if we were in front of the hat, you would totally be a Slytherin. You think so? I think you're Slytherin. I do. Because I'm super smart. I think you're Slytherin. But that would make me Ravenclaw. I don't know. See? Slytherin, do you think I'm ambitious? Yes. 
I don't know why, man. You just look kind of Slytherin-ish. Ooh, that's that, not even a word. I just made up a whole brand new word. Man, Slytherin-ish. I, I, I could see you culminating some, uh, some plans with Snape. Maybe, I feel like you guys would be boys. Maybe old me. Maybe old me. I, I don't, I don't know if, uh, if new me is Slytherin material. So you're kind of like, uh, you know, how have Snape, too many feelings now. How Snape at the end of the movies, uh, he he kind of turned over a new leaf, so to speak. Or actually, he was kind of a good guy the whole time. He was just. Oh, he if, was making moves. If I if I was a sleeper in the Slytherin organization, now I can see that for me. I have been, I have been called a chameleon from time to time. I can right. blend. So, we went from soccer to Quidditch, but now let's get back to soccer. Also, my family's going to kill you when they hear you say that you think I'm Slytherin. But I'm oh well, saying. hey, bring it, Mark's family. Come on, I'm ready. We'll get we'll we'll get in the squared circle, duke it out. We'll put it on pay per view and make a buck though. Oh yeah, we're getting paid. Uh, we'll put it on our YouTube channel. Everything. Um, we'll sell tickets, but they'll be cheap, so everybody can get in. Uh, besides, who would pay money to see that anyway? You'd be surprised these days. But it's it's not good United news, really. It's not. We don't like that this is how we're breaking this in. But it it just popped up, and I was like, well, you know, as bad as it is, we have to talk about it and. Oh, man. Atlanta has a player. His name is Miles Robinson. And he was down at the PBR bar near Truist Field in the in the uh, the fun city that they call the Battery. You know, uh, and I, I guess by now there's probably not too many people around that haven't been down there. But maybe uh, you don't get out much. Maybe you watch all your sports from home or you haven't heard about it. But it's a, it's a whole thing around the ballpark now. Uh, you get out of the game, there's bars and restaurants everywhere. Uh, they stay open late. Uh, and apparently he was in there hanging out. And a, uh, I don't know if he was at the bar or... Uh, now, in PBR, there are uh, shot girls that go around. And he took a shot off of a tray, and he took the shot. Allegedly. Allegedly. I think there's probably video now. Uh, uh, but So we'll say allegedly. But bartender saw it, went to the manager... And said, hey, you have to pay it. He proceeded to go full-on spoiled uh, athlete mode and, and pitch a fit. Detectives were called. Uh, he was given a criminal trespass. They said, man, you, you, you just got to pay the five bucks. Just pay for the shot. Now, I don't know how much he makes, but he probably ain't broke. I, I don't know what the average MLS salary these days is. Probably, uh, a, you could probably equate it to the WNBA, several hundred thousand dollars. But he also plays in, on another team in another league, too. So let's just say that Miles Robinson isn't, isn't a poor man. <sighs> He's doing okay for himself, and he can afford to pay for a $5 shot. But his remarks were reportedly, all this over $5, bro. Well, you stole, allegedly. Allegedly, yes, but, but yeah, that's all. Uh, the reports coming out seemed like it was a temper tantrum, and all of this could have been easily yeah. avoided. But for five dollars, yeah, uh, obviously we'll we'll find out more when we when we find out more. I guess I, it's, yeah, it's, it's know, aggravating it's, that this is a thing. Yeah, it's just it's a bad look for your team. It's a bad look for you. It's a bad look for the city. Just you know. And here's the thing. Completely avoidable. The guilty dog always barks first. So I would 
you know, we, we, we aren't supposed to pass judgment, but I'm pretty sure you probably took the shot. I'm pretty sure you were expecting someone to be like, oh, it's, it's Miles Robinson from the Atlanta United, whatever. No, you have to, and hey, I mean, Charles Barkley, boy, he'll tell you all the time, the greatest thing about being famous is all the free stuff he gets, but $5, dude. Yes, all this over $5. You made a big deal over $5. You probably had $5 in your wallet. And if you didn't, you swipe your card, whatever. It's just a bad look to have that come out in the news. And Joseph Martinez, who's superstar, he has been suspended for con- conduct detrimental to the team. Nobody will ever know what that is. Allegedly. Okay, allegedly again. No, allegedly for an altercation with a coach. Ah, okay, okay. Are you, well, you don't argue with a coach. You can have conversations with them. You but, don't altercate with them either. That's a big no-no. Yeah, so he's been suspended, and I, you know, did just some looking around. Um, they are not in a position to to reach the playoffs. They have played twenty nine games. They have eight wins, twelve losses, and nine draws. Hmm. And I said, "What is a draw?" Well, it's a tie. So they've played to a tie nine times. Um, but. That's really about all we have on the United. And, and I know we, we, are, we are an Atlanta sports podcast, and we're going to do better. Uh, I think it's just all about time. Um, there's not a lot of time these days uh, to, to you know, uh, get into a lot of this stuff. And what am I talking about? He has a full-time restaurant job, which a full-time restaurant job means 50-plus hours a week. I am just finishing up school. I have a part-time job at Publix. Um, I got some other projects I'm dealing with. Um, so uh, uh, by we, no means are we making excuses, but no. we're gonna we're gonna hit you with our loves before we hit you with everything else. Just and also too, I'm just saying, you know, once once I'm done with school, that's that frees up about thirty hours a week. Uh, I'm just saying, stay tuned, keep watching because it's only gonna get better. You should see uh, the inside of the studio now. Like we we got our cameras mounted. Looks super professional. We got some different lighting up here and over there. Like it's just, it's uh, we would rather uh, have a million viewers tomorrow, and and be the hottest thing in all of Atlanta. But that doesn't happen overnight. Uh, not to say we're not any less committed to putting out a great show. I'm just saying more time equals better show. And we're gonna. If have- it did happen overnight, who would we get to play us in the movie? Hmm. Because we'd have to make a movie about that. I don't know who would play me. That's a question for another day, but 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 think about that. For you, let me. I don't know. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, if something comes to mind, real quick, uh, I'd get McConaughey to play you. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a handsome dude. He's a slick talker. That would uh, that would be doing me some favors, boy. If Matthew McConaughey played me, they'd ha- they'd have to ugly him up a little bit. <laughs> they'd, have to, <laughs> they'd have to ugly that dude up to play me. Um, Tom Hardy. I'll go Tom Hardy as Mark Rich. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I'm just, you know, it's a, it's, it's a lot sometimes I stay on top of your studies and, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, do, you know, do your best at work. And there's a couple of little things that, um, you guys, I've mentioned it on the show, but we don't, we don't have to get into it again. Just, you know, life, there's things in life that kind of take up your time. And, uh, those things are going to be falling off, uh, my plate very soon. And I'll have more time to devote to, to this venture we're getting into. And, so yeah, we're just saying. And uh, I decided that I don't need sleep anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's only it's a lot more coffee, a lot less sleep, a lot more for you. 
But no, no, uh, look, meth, not even once, okay? I swear. Let's not go down that dark road. Uh, also, <clears throat> now all I can hear is Alfie Solomon in my head. Maybe, though, for the movie, you do pick up a nasty meth habit. What do they call that? Uh, uh, dramatic license? You know, maybe for the movie, when they make the... Tom Hardy does. Yes. You know, maybe... You in the straight method on the... Yeah, maybe the maybe in the movie, you you develop a nasty uh, amphetamine habit to... Uh, and then you spiral out of control and, and you tear the studio apart. That that would have to be a rise, a quick rise and fall movie. <laughs> yeah. Overnight success, instant destruction. Yeah, well, uh, we'll just, uh, you know, for the sake of the movie, you'll develop a nasty uh, methamphetamine. At this so. point, regardless of what happens <laughs> with this podcast, I need Matthew McConaughey and Tom Hardy to get on board with yeah. this movie, period. So, uh, if anybody uh, knows their people to reach out, I'll, I'll call my... Uh, my brother out in L.A., uh, yeah, he's a he's a actually a writer, director, uh, actor, producer, uh, does stuff for the Groundlings. I think we're taking. He's care. a great guy. His name's Simon Sarles. Um, you know, maybe I'll. We're I'll about get... to take down Sundance with this. Yes, absolutely. The Toronto Film Festival. We'll be at Cannes doing a podcast from Cannes. Well, how great would that be? All right, now we're just getting stupid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, focus, focus. Now we're just saying things to be saying things. Um, Are we talking about sleep deprivation? I don't remember. Well, we went from Harry Potter. So in this episode so far, we've gone from Harry Potter to uh, uh, meth habits to the Atlanta United to, uh, you know, yeah, to Tom Hardy and Matthew McConaughey uh, starring in a film about our rise to podcast fame and fortune in the city of Atlanta Wow. Maybe maybe it is the lack of sleep that has caused us to wander down this weird path. All that from just trying to talk about soccer. We need, Yeah. <laughs> I need Man, to- maybe we should talk about soccer more often. I don't know. It's, it's a hell of a catalyst. <laughs> when you bring soccer up, shit gets weird. Um, so, yeah, you know, and, and again, I, we're, uh, the point of all this uh, incoherent babble that you're listening to is that uh, – you, you just got to keep tuning in because we're going to keep making shows and they're only going to get better. Um, we're just so excited to be doing it that, you know, we just, we want to, we want to strap this thing to a rocket ship and, and fly off to Mars. And it's just, that's not how it works. There's yeah. steps and you got to build and we just in, have in to life. Life happens outside of the yeah. podcast studio. And no matter how much we want to be inside, there's other things happening. Yeah. So. That's always going to be a factor. You're going to help us get there by tuning in, giving us feedback, you and know, telling and, all your friends and having them tell their friends. And they tell two friends, and they. But I, my uh, famous, it's not famous. Anybody that knows me would say it's famous quote. But I always say, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your friends' neighbors, and your neighbors' friends. Tell everybody. Um, but yeah, we're. I mean, we're just going to keep showing up, even if we see one view on YouTube and one download on Believe. We're going to keep. We're just going to keep crushing episodes and getting out there. Then we're going to see more views because we're going to go back and watch and see what we did wrong. Yeah, we'll just put up. We'll just and then you beat know ourselves up about it. I'll use my IT degree to build a uh, scripting uh, loop that'll just replay the episodes over and over again to make us look like we have a lot of people listening. But uh, so we uh, we got to stop cut that part out. We can't tell our trade secrets. Yeah, uh, we got to stop. <laughs> We got to stop talking nonsense here and get to some sports. Uh, the Atlanta Braves. Y'all like the Braves? Yeah. Who doesn't? Well, everybody outside. Well, no, there's people outside of Atlanta because our friends at the Superstation back in the day made a lot of friends in in the United States and elsewhere. But uh, we find ourselves today a half game out of first. We were tied for first. 
I think there's an MLB conspiracy. They they uh, they they hired a cloud seeder to cancel a Mets game, so they'd have to play a double dip against the Pirates. And now they're one game ahead of us uh, in in just games played, so we're a half game back. But it sure do look like them Mets be metting because they dropped two games to the Nationals, seven to one. Pirates beat them. Uh, Marte is now injured. Uh, he's got a fractured finger. Uh, Scherzer, uh, you know, is having that. He had an abdominal thing earlier in the year on his left side. Now that's catching up with him. He's going to be on the 15-day DL. And I had one of these argumentative, I just got to put in my two cents and disagree just to disagree, even though I really have nothing to base it off of, uh, Twitter GMs who said it didn't matter. Now, when you are in almost the middle of September – and you are, and this is a race. We are in a race now with the Mets. And you lose Scherzer for what could be three to four starts. That absolutely is huge. And this, I, I preface this by saying, I, I put out on Twitter that the division was ours for the taking. It's ripe for the picking. And he's like, that's just, don't jump to conclusions. It's not that's a conclusion. not jumping. That's, a, that's just a, a, a plain fact. <laughs> yeah. If we lost Kyle Wright right now for four starts, I'd be like, man, that, that is not good for us. Really good for the Mets. Four games, that, those are four games they, they don't have Scherzer, that, it, depending on who they plug in there, probably not going to be as good as Max, that they lose, that they don't need to lose. Having Marte out, I'm just telling you. Even if it's for preventative maintenance, putting him on the DL, it matters. Like, yeah. it, it, it certainly matters. Like, whether it's going to be ultra impactful for the playoffs or whatever, that, that's to be seen. But, yes, it matters. When we're, we're, where we're at now, half game out, tied, every game is important from today till then. Every game's important. Every player is important. So, and I'm not saying I'm any better than you, uh, random dude on Twitter. I'm just saying I'm more informed and I'm uh, better educated about the game of baseball and how it works and, and what it means. Like, it, it totally a big deal. I'm sorry. You're wrong. I'm right. Let's move on. So another thing uh, we talked about on the last episode was our our production and our bench. And uh, I was worried. Um, now, our, our friend Ronnie has been uh, doing a lot of DH lately. And our, our corner outfielders have, uh, you know, it's a combination of Ozuna, uh, Grossman, Rosario, you know, uh, people will say Ozuna doesn't have a great arm, which, you know, he, he doesn't really. Uh, but they've been doing okay. But I, I just want to talk about um, kind of how we've been doing since I said we have a, you know, our, our last episode was called Houston, we have a DH problem. Just kind of wanted to run that down and give you some numbers. Um, don't have to talk about center field because uh, our friend Michael Harris getting the job done. But uh, out of left field, not too shabby. Seven for 21, which is good for a 333 average. Now, for those of you that get hung up on batting averages and everything, just this is a fun stat here. What do you think the difference between seven and 21 and eight and 21 is? Average wise, what do you think the jump is? If you just throw it out there, it is what, 375? Very close. Uh, what was that movie with uh, Russell Crowe? Beautiful Mind. Very close, Beautiful Mind. I, I, I could have been in here for four days and never would have figured that out without getting a pen and paper or a calculator out. But 
Seven and twenty-one, batting three thirty-three. Eight and twenty-one, you're hitting a a cool three eighty. So not bad. And by the way, a lot of this production out of left field has come from none other than my friend and yours, Marcelo Zuna of the Braves. So say what you want about that guy. And and as Snicker said it, you 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 don't have to like it, but you gotta deal with it. He's on the team. He needs him out there. His, you know, hey, from September. He doesn't need him out there, but he needs his bat. So in the last week, you know, you could basically say, I think one of those hits belongs to uh, Heredia or somebody else. But the heavy lifting, that batting average, that that seven for twenty one is all Marcelo Zuna. So he's been batting three thirty three the last week. And there's not much you can say about that. It's above three hundred. It's a solid. Basically, you know, uh, if you go one for three, you're batting three thirty three. That's how that works. So anyway, right field. Oh, this one's going to hurt. Right field, which has basically been the uh, the combination of Grossman and Rosario. One for 18. That's good for .055. Not good. Now, the Braves are hot. They're 7-3 in their last 10. They're, they're finding ways to win. There's other people getting it done with the bat. The DH position, which I said Ronnie's been up to, you know, he's been taking the bulk of it because of that knee. Seven for 26, that's a 269 clip. Not Still, terrible, not great. Now, this is another thing, too, uh, that, you know, uh, Twitter GM that I was kind of arguing with. Uh, since June 1st, the Atlanta Braves have the best record, not in the East, not in the National League, in all of baseball. There's another reason why the division is ripe for the picking. We are, without argument, the best team in baseball, which is surprising because we, you know, these numbers coming out of the outfield production, you know, as far as swinging the bat's concerned, it's, it's concerning going into the playoffs. I, I still see us as missing a bat. I would like to see in, the, in this last stretch of the season, this, you know, ramp it up somehow. I don't, I don't know how we do it. Well, that's going to get fixed. Hopefully if, if all goes to plan, you get a bat back at second base. And then when you yeah. corner infield, or I'm sorry, your corner outfield's spots becomes Vaughn Grissom. And you know what? Just anything can happen. Ozuna could be that guy. His bat could be getting hot. He could streak into the playoffs and be a hero. But his bat's not hotter than Grissom's, and you can't no. keep Ozzy out of the out of the lineup. Oh no no no! Ozzy will be there, but I'm saying like Grissom will be in left, and Ozuna will be in right, or or whatever. Because it seems like maybe uh, Ronnie is just gonna. And I don't know, maybe he's just DHing now to give that knee a little more rest and staying off of it, and he'll be back in the outfield. But it sure does look like could be going in the postseason that, you know, Acuna will be doing a lot of DHing, and you'll have Grissom and, and Ozuna out there in the outfield. I can't believe uh, people are still talking about this, about how do you keep Grissom's bet out of the lineup when Albies comes back? Like, the horse has been beat. <laughs> He's going to go to the outfield. Nothing's going to happen to Vaughn Grissom. He's going to be in the lineup. He's just moving. And I, I yeah, nothing against Ozzy, but he's a little dude. I don't think Ozzy Albies is not going to be in the outfield. Vaughn Grissom's there. So, anyway, that's just my concern. Uh, Mr. Iglesias out in the bullpen. Boy, he has been a lights out, a showstopper. I think you got to move him into the closers role. I know Jansen had a pretty good outing the other night, but a couple of blown saves. He even himself has said that his mechanics are a little funky, and I'm like, 
your mechanics have always been funky, but apparently he, he he's off. I you know maybe you have another bullpen session off to the side. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know I. Where you know where does Jansen fit in? I wonder maybe do you shift him more as like a setup man? I hope he figures it out honestly. But I I I I watched Iglesias pitch for the first time the other night, and I don't I just don't think I've missed it. I think in like catching Braves games while at work, I I've just missed every time he's been out there. But I actually I I watched him throw a few pitches, and the dude's got sick movement on his pitches, and mm-hmm. like I was just I. I watched him go from within two pitches. I watched him throw uh, 83 to 95. And I was okay. Like, cool. I've, I've never seen this guy. I knew, I knew your name and I, I knew you were a big pickup for us, but I didn't know. And, and I'm, I'm excited about it. Like, I don't, I don't feel worry knowing that he's coming in to close out games, but you want to, you want to be able to use that as a one-two punch and not as a consolation prize because our closer's down. He has a sub-one ERA since joining Atlanta, and I was surprised that he actually, the Angels gave him up because they signed him to a pretty healthy deal in the offseason. So I, 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 I just wonder why. Do you why, think that's us seeing the writing on the wall with Kenley? Like like Kenley's going to be gone and that I mean, he's going to be his uh, job after? I think so. I mean, Kenley's on a one-year deal. I don't know. Do the only thing that I could see Anthopolis working his wizardry is maybe being like Kenley, you know, you kind of struggled a little last year, late in the season. Maybe you get him at a discount. I don't know. Does he like Atlanta? Is he enjoying the club? Like, I don't know what happens. I don't think he's going to garner that much on the open market. Maybe he goes back to L.A. I don't know. But Well, just I'm, <clears throat> I guess you, you can't put a, a real price on – having an awesome bullpen, but like when we made that move, like I felt like there had to be some sort of writing on some sort of wall for us to go get a guy of his caliber, if that makes sense. Like, well, we didn't have a, a a real true shutdown closer. Uh, you know, Will Smith was the guy, but he, you know, he, he even said it when he left Atlanta, he's like, sorry, Atlanta fans. If I gave you some, uh, you know, panic attacks here and there, like he wasn't his best, uh, so yeah, I, I, I think Jansen will not be back. Uh, it was nice having you. I, I hope he gets some things figured out. And as we roll into the postseason, there's still plenty of time. There's still a few weeks. Yeah, We certainly it. need you for the rest of this year. Yeah. And I'm more interested in to see who that other starter is going to be and who's coming up with the September call-ups. Uh, it doesn't seem like, uh, Mr. Odorizzi is, He's not been doing well. I'll tell you who has been doing pretty well over his last 12 or so starts is, is Morton. And you can look at the numbers. They speak for themselves. Go do some. That's your homework assignment, Atlanta. Everybody kind of, you know, poo-poos Charlie a little bit. But Everybody go be friends with Charlie again. Yeah, he's done great. Look it up. Uh, um, he has not done bad at all. Sub-3 ERA uh, in those starts. Um, uh, Ian, still uh, down on the farm. Working it out, uh, Snicker still says that he's going to, you know, be up and he's in the plan. So it's going to be interesting to see. But I think the one thing that I kind of want to shift to as far as the Braves is concerned is the let's get the old, uh, that dead old Freddie Freeman horse out of the corral and, and drag it around the yard a little bit only because 
During the whole drama, this guy Doug Gottlieb comes out and says that Casey Close never told Freddie about the the final offer and it was his big to-do. And worth noting, I don't think that's why he fired them. I still think something was not quite right. Something's not jiving. But Gottlieb did come out and said, you know, I may have fabricated that a little bit. Yeah, my sources weren't as uh, good as I thought. And so anyway, that uh, has come out. That's come to light. So maybe that eases things a little bit with the Dansby Swanson talks, which I haven't Googled that lately, haven't haven't seen anything, in, in, you know, all the brave stuff that I follow. Isn't he in the middle of a huge lawsuit, though? I don't know. I read, I read that he has called him personally to apologize. I don't know if the suit's been dropped, uh, but some guy said that close lost hundreds of millions of dollars and all this. And I'm like, not really. He didn't, uh, you know, Freeman fired him, but I, I wonder, this is an interesting question since he brokered that deal and Freddie's under contract because he fired him. Is it in the contract that close still gets some money or because he fired him? I don't pay you anymore. I wonder, and I don't. And again, maybe uh, when we get old Brian Scott back in here, uh, he can talk about contracts with us. I wanted to talk to him about that before, but we couldn't help ourselves. Or we could ask our friend coming up, Chris Mazzoni, who's going to be on the show. Pretty sure he probably knows a lot about Braves baseball and could tell us some things that we're not privy to because if the last name sounds familiar, it's because it is. His dad is legendary Braves pitching coach and longtime Brave. I think 79 to 2005, he was in the organization. Leo Mazzoni was going to be here today, but he had a pet emergency, and I get that. My little dude at home is uh, Merle. He's awesome. He's the greatest thing since sliced bread as far as dogs go and, and as far as I'm concerned. But I just dropped that on you. Chris Mazzoni is going to be on the show coming up soon, so he could probably tell us, but it's just the fact that, like, what what did that guy hope to accomplish by just saying that? Like, or is he going to reveal his source? That, that's what I'd be like, you know, kind of be interested in. Is is he going to say where he got that information from, or is he just saying that because he really just pulled it straight out of his ass to make some headlines? He rips off his mask, and it was Dansby, <laughs> yeah, Scooby Doo style. But yeah, I mean, I, I would, yeah, I don't know, I don't care really. Uh, I don't think there is no. Uh, that was not proper English there, by the way. I don't think there's a timeline to have Dansby's deal done because I think it happens. I think he's he's here to stay. Um, and maybe maybe uh, those talks have been put on hold because it's like, hey, let's not worry about this. We're going in the postseason. We'll get it done just shortly after. I can tell you this, uh, of all the hot stove talk that goes on this winter, there ain't going to be much involving the Atlanta Braves because we are locked up. The only thing I'll be interested to see is if uh, this uh, netting really does go down, and we'll, it's going to be fun to watch over the next few weeks, is DeGrom. He's already mentioned he, he was going to test the free agent market. It's already kind of been put out there in the atmosphere that, you know, the Braves could be a, a leader to sign him. And after Odorizzi, and, you know, What's going to happen to Charlie Morton? I mean, he's under contract, but, I mean, he's he's getting long in the tooth. I think he's 38. Does he hang it up? Does he come back? Who knows? Uh, so, boy, that's, an, that's another one of those dream scenarios we've talked about on, on the show previously of all these young arms, Anna DeGrom, and 
Man. That's so. just a, God, that would be such a great piece to add. Um, something I don't want to forget to talk about because of Labor Day weekend and everything. We didn't, we didn't get in here where it would have been fresh on our minds, but uh, another pitcher we have on the staff, Spencer Strider, did something really awesome last week. Yeah, something that no brave before him has ever done. And we're talking about John Smoltz, Steve Avery, Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox. None of these people have ever done this, and he did it. You tell him. I'll just say this. Mark's going to tell you, and, and if you're a Braves fan, you already know, but we're going to talk about it a little bit because it's really cool, but that jersey is now in Cooperstown, and I don't see how this guy doesn't get rookie of the year, by the way, for the National League. But. Sure. 16 strikeout performance against the Rockies last Thursday. Um, yeah. It, it Spencer Strider is as advertised, and that guy was – middle reliever when he started yeah. the year. Yeah, I, I just remember being there um for opening day and seeing him introduced and I I chuckled a little because he he stepped up very confidently with his mustache and waved and I was like I kind of like this guy and here we are now and I man yeah he he got the win last night um he, yeah rookie of the year should be all but in the bag you would think, but what? Well, you never know. But as far as pitching goes, man, that. Well, I think it's between him and Harris as to who wins that. I, I mean, there's some other rookies that have been making some noise around the league, but I, I'll tell you one thing. I, I, there's no way that guy ever goes back to the bullpen. I mean, I think he has <laughs> cemented his spot in the starting lineup because I think his con- he doesn't have bad control, but I think he actually is one of those power pitchers, kind of like a Clemens, that can actually put the ball where he wants to put it. And boy, I'll tell you what, uh, that will be interesting to talk about uh, because it's it's going to be great to have Chris on. We thought maybe we might have them both, but seems like we we may be able to get uh, Mr. Leo on the show and. We're just going to cross our fingers and knock on yeah. wood and all that good stuff. And it seems, I mean, I bet he'd have a field day talking about this pitching staff, and I would I would just love to see what Mazzoni could do with it. Nothing against Rick Kranitz, great pitching coach, good baseball guy, but, I mean, you know, I mean, golly. Leo's Leo. Yeah, well, I mean, look at it. it arguably, I don't think arguably, but some people could argue, you could argue the point, uh, he – was at the helm of quite possibly the greatest starting rotation in the history of Major League Baseball. There's a really cool stat that I, I kind of want to save uh, until Chris and or Leo get on the show, and I think I will, but it has to do with pitchers' ERAs before Leo, during Leo, and after Leo. So, and again, it sure does look like it's it's almost like uh, deja vu a little bit this this Braves run because it's built around. Uh, I mean, we have some quality hitters, some quality players, but it's being built around great starting pitching in Max Fried, Kyle Wright, Spencer Strider. I still think Ian Anderson's going to be in the mix. See Kyle Wright's race, but you still said Max Fried's name first. Yeah, I think because like he's the opening, he was the opening day starter. And no, I know, but that that's that's what's happening. Like it. It's just ingrained. I bet he's not next season. 
sure that Kyle Wright gets the nod next season. Uh, I don't I'm just saying, that. like it, it's it's an understandable thing. Like it's just that that's what we've been conditioned with. But it it's just funny because uh, people are talking about Kyle Wright more and more now. Um, but people still are on the 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 freed bandwagon. Not to take anything away from any of them, I, it doesn't. I honestly don't think it matters who your game one starter is, whether it's free or no. right, because they're going to be one and two regardless. And however you want to deal them out there, that's how you deal them out there. I mean, just look look at it in the playoffs, especially you get like the NLDS. That's a three game series. Freed right Strider. <laughs> that's a tall order, you know. I like, and again, you know, maybe all the the the, the groaning and moaning I'm doing about outfield production and the DH, maybe that just doesn't matter. Because we have a Dansby Swanson and we'll have an Albies and we have a Grissom and we have a, a an Olsen and a Darnode. Like maybe that, maybe, well, clearly I would say it doesn't matter because they're getting the job done despite the poor production from some of these guys. And maybe that's just, maybe those arms and those other guys. I think that was, was, was what I think about though, is like all it would take is for one or two guys to kind of get in a little bit of a funk and ooh. Well, sure, you know, sure. Well, trouble. and that's that's why you that's why you keep an eye on it. That's why you pay attention to that stuff. That's why when when you see things going good with the pitching staff and you you see the usual suspects hitting the ball like normal, but you you notice you notice the drop off from DH. You notice the drop off in the outfield because you're a you're a fan. Like you you see what's happening. You pay attention to these things. So whether it's negatively affecting us right this moment, which it doesn't seem to be, you you know that it's not going to be a good thing for the playoff. So that's why you, you keep an eye on that. Um, and hopefully, like we said, hopefully hopefully that other passenger on the bus in Arcia will, will be helpful um, mm-hmm. come postseason time. But what, we'll just have to see. I just, I really, I just envision those guys getting back healthy and and all all coming back on the roster and 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 everything being yeah super uh, smooth i mean that you know i think the Braves go deep into the playoffs uh i did say on a prior episode i was a little worried about could they repeat because of you know some kind of a of course, I, I said all that, and now here they, they they rip off a seven and three uh, in their last ten. But I was a little worried about you know some guys maybe not being dialed in in the bullpen, and I was worried about the DH and stuff. And that happens. Uh, people, other people are talking about it, but they keep getting it done. Like I said, since June first, best team in baseball, hands down. I'm not so worried much about the Dodgers, just because I think they're going to fall victim to that when you have the best record in all of baseball, which they do. Overall, not just since June 1st, but since day one, the Dodgers, when you have that kind of record, you typically don't win the World Series. And we'll see. I just want to square off against them. I want to get the Mets out of the way. Somebody take them out, either you know some other team or we take them out. And I want L.A. again because last year they grumbled and groaned that they were tired in that giant series, just like the Georgia-Alabama thing. Oh, we weren't at our best. <laughs> well, that's the game. So I want the Dodgers at their very best with Freddie Freeman over there on first base, and I want to take them down and go back to the World Series, maybe take another bite out of the Astros. I don't think the Yankees are going to be there. Boy, they are P-U. They're still in first. But they've been, they've been sliding. They've been sliding. Uh, even Boone said they had some embarrassing. They had the worst month in like 30 years. 
yes. franchise. Yes, yes. I can't tell you how happy that makes me because the I hate the Yankees. Sorry, so much. Mitch. I don't know who. I don't. Know, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. I hate the Yankees. I wouldn't. If my mother liked the Yankees, I would talk trash about her. God rest her soul. She's not no longer with us, but she loved the Braves, so we don't have to worry about that. But point being, that's how much I hate the Yankees. If Mother Teresa was alive and was a Yankees fan, I would, would drag her name through the dirt. I, have, I wouldn't fabricate any stories, though. I have to say I am mildly enjoying Aaron Judge bashing the baseball around them. I, yeah. I'm enjoying that, but, but that's it. That's where I draw the line. Yeah, no, I want him to strike out every time because that's just how much. I mean, it's great for baseball to have those fun, you know, You're chasing records. Hater. It's fine. I am, especially when it comes to the New York Yankees. I don't like them, but I also have respect for them because, uh, you know, they had Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Yogi Berra, Whitey Ford, Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, Phil Rizzuto, the list goes on and on and on. They are a very great storied franchise. 27 world titles. I didn't even throw Derek Jeter in there. Mariano Rivera. I mean, good Lord, you know. But that's not really why I hate them, and we don't got to get into all that. But just F the Yankees, pretty much. F them. F them, F them all day long and twice on Sunday. So that's, you know, that's pretty much it. Uh, We, uh, and obviously we don't. I think we got about it covered, you know, as far as the Braves go and the playoffs, they're coming. We're winding the season down. I guess we could mention that uh, this time next week we'll be preparing to go out to – let me get it out. Let me get it out. We're preparing to go up to Canton. We uh, Our first golf tournament that we're involved in, and it's also their first annual golf tournament, the Aces and Experiences Foundation – uh, Aces is a youth home. The Experience Foundation is kind of like a make-a-wish thing. But uh, at the Fairways of Canton, Friday, September 16th, 8 a.m. registration, 9 a.m. shotgun start. There are no more slots available. Uh, all the holes have been sponsored. All the teams are signed up. It's going to go down. Mark Wollers is going to be out there. Terrence Mathis is going to be out there. We're going to be out there uh, sitting in the shade with a cooler. Of, Waiting to uh, make friends. Of, uh, you know, icy cold uh, beverages, not adult not adult beverages, no, uh, just icy cold uh, Coca-Colas and some some uh, good sandwiches, and we're going to sit out there and watch some golfers come by and shake some hands and make some friends and introduce ourselves. And uh, after that, we have a – I'd say – well, I guess we could say we because you'll be there, but you'll be working uh, in, in your uh, – you'll be having your restaurant hat on, but at the restaurant on September 28th, which is like two weeks after that, not quite, like 12 days. Uh, we'll be doing a event there for the It's the Journey annual walk in Atlanta. It's a 30-mile walk for breast cancer over two days over the weekend. Uh, we check into the Marriott. Brian Scott and Foot Solutions are a sponsor of this. I, we already talked about it, but I'm going to talk about it again. I got my Noeens. I got my insoles. I got my Brooks. Uh, Tim, uh, who you've met on our first episode, who allows us to use these great facilities, he got his. He's loving them. So we're going to be down there walking. But on the 28th, we've got uh, Justin Davis. We've got Sony Eminent recording artist Tyson Halford is going to be there. I think his producer, Chaz Childers, is going to play some keyboards. Uh, and actually, we have an auction. Uh, and I, I wish I had the name right now. I'm not prepared. Angel Auctions, actually. It just popped in there. And our friend Brian Pruitt, 
with the golf tournament set that up for us. They're going to have some items to be auctioned off uh, for charity. We're going to be selling T-shirts. It's a pink out. Wear your pink. Uh, I think Mark's going to push the employees to wear some pink. But yeah, it's just going to be a fun night to raise money to take to the event uh, over the weekend. So September 28th is going to start around 5 o'clock. We'll have some killer food specials, yeah. craft whiskey bourbon cocktails for you. It's going to be a wonderful time. Music's always impeccable. It, 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 it'll be a big party. Yeah. And there could be uh, more calls to celebrate, uh, but we don't want to get on into all that. I just so September 28th could be a, a really big day for me besides that, and we'll talk about it later. But, uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff going on coming down the road. We got the Braves going into the playoffs, and then the Hawks season fires up pretty soon. Stay tuned about our Hawks news. Could be big. Could be big. Uh, we got Chris Mazzoni coming up. Uh, uh, pretty sure uh, his pops Leo is going to come on the show. We're going to have uh, Jared Wilson come on, who used to work for the Hawks, but is now uh, head of social media at Believe. Uh, still trying to get Will McFadden. Um, some scheduling things there uh, with the Falcoholic. Uh, probably going to have to come in here at night because he does. Uh, he's a working Joe uh, like the rest of us while he tries to get his uh, sports hustle on. So a lot of good stuff coming up. A lot of great stuff to talk about. Man, over the next month and a half, our shows are going to be jam-packed because George is playing now. Falcons are playing now. Braves are in a, in a you know, a, a race to uh, win the East and then run into the playoffs. And I don't – I think – well, no, the World Series will be still going on by the time basketball starts. And whether or not the Braves are there remains to be seen. Uh, I will say, despite what I've said, I'm uh, starting to lean the other way now. Even though uh, on our uh, episode where we talked about our DH problem, I, I said I wasn't sure if things were lining up. But, hey, I'm allowed to change my mind. It's America. But that being said, we're going to get out of here. And we'll see you later next week because I said before I am taking a trip to Asheville, so we'll not be around Monday to do a show. But we're going to be back in here doing another show or two next week. And until then, Atlanta fans, enjoy the Falcons. Enjoy the Dogs. Keep pushing the Braves. The Hawks are coming. Maybe the United could fix their attitude problems and turn things around. But until then, stay safe. We love you. We need you. Good night, Irene. Do you believe?